we should become proactive people and take care of ourselves um, and uh, just do what you can do to make your life better and i believe that if everyone uh, will start doing something to make their uh, life better all the humanity will benefit from it I, i mean we don't need to wait for somebody for government for other people to make something for us we should be proactive ourselves This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. In reality, Ukrainian people are much better, much more interesting and friendly than other people expect. This podcast is about the real life, experiences, work and personalities of Ukrainian people everywhere so that foreigners discover the positive truth about Ukraine hear the voices of Ukrainians, visit the country and invest in the economy, creating more opportunities for the younger Ukrainian generations to stay and build their country. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for the children who lost their families in the war. I couldn't return. Ukraine in 2020 because of COVID-19, so this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine, and thank you all so much for the support. This podcast now is ranked number one on Apple Podcasts about Ukraine, top 100 travel podcasts in France, in Switzerland, and in Ireland, top 60 travel podcasts in the United Kingdom and in Norway. Top 50 in Sweden, in Canada, in Italy, in Spain, and in Jamaica. Top 25 travel podcasts on Apple Russia. Top 20 on Apple Poland, in Belarus, and in the Netherlands. And top 10 in Finland, Romania, Cyprus, Thailand, South Korea, and the Maldives Islands. So please keep supporting this project together. We have already reached 100 interviews. So the next goal is 150 Ukrainians interviewed on this podcast. And if you wish to learn more about this project or to send me a message, go to the Instagram aziz.future. It's also written in the description of this podcast. My guest today is Nadia Vlasenko. Nadia is a feminist and a software engineer born in Zaporizhia. She is now living in Kiev and worries about the quality of the Kiev city environment, as well as the brain drain in Ukraine. She likes to eat in restaurants with friends and has a desire to maybe someday become an entrepreneur and try herself in business. 
Nadia studied at the Kiev Polytechnic Institute and worked at various companies such as Epam Systems, Kayot, and now Cyclum. She also has experience as a volunteer staff at the Java community, Devox, and GEEConf. Nadia, how are you today? Uh, thank you for introduction, Sahil. I'm fine. I'm perfect. Thank you me for too. having me. Uh, it's my honor, and yes, I am glad about this. So I will begin with my favorite new question, which is this. Nadia, these days, these months, this period, what do you seem to worry about most or think about often, whether it's something you want to change to improve or that is important for you? Um, last days, I... Uh... Star, started to share on my Instagram the problems of my city. I live in Kiev and it, I, I love this city a lot and Kiev people love it, uh, but it also has some problems uh, with, uh, with uh, a big amount of cars in it, uh, with uh, not uh, polite using of cars and so on and so on. So I try to uh, share it among my friends so that we understand what can be changed in our city and we should uh, ask uh, for this uh, our government. So the city environment is the most um, worrying for me these days. Thank you. So what I'm hearing is this. You have been posting and sharing on your Instagram to raise awareness within your friends so that they know what needs to be done. And hopefully the government will intervene. And the biggest problem that is the immediate urgency in the environment in Kiev is a large number of cars an impolite use of cars and the environment that is becoming worse because of this. Is this correct? Yes, it is totally correct. And actually in Kyiv, uh, the car, um, uh, people who own a, a car, uh, they um, are a small part of uh, citizens, uh, but um, almost all the people who own a car, they use it, use it each day for each trip. And this is the, um, the, um, the biggest problem. Uh, because, for example, in Europe, uh, uh, People who have a car uh, are a bigger part of uh, citizens, uh, but um, uh, they don't use it each day. They use public transport, they, they go on foot, uh, and uh, this uh, makes uh, the air more clear, clean, uh, and <laughs> the life of uh, citizens more happy. Great, which reminds me of uh, what Fedir said. If someone has a car in Ukraine, it's like a big dream and a big thing. So very few people have cars. So what you're saying in Western Europe, for example, a large percentage of people or larger than Ukrainians and Kiev have cars, but often they will walk or use the bicycle or go public transportation. While in Ukraine and in Kiev, there is a small percentage of people who own cars, but they use it every day 
and all the time and that has a negative impact on the pollution as well as not a good environment with the noise and impolite use etc correct yeah yeah exactly and to go a bit further why is this issue specifically important for you from my understanding in zaporizhia i think there are many factories that make the air even more polluted than cars so there is a big problem there did this impact your perspective on the cars and the problem with the environment in kiev that you don't wish it to be even worse or why is it to you personally such a very meaningful issue it's a meaningful issue for me because i want to live in kiev and i want to become older here and i want uh, that um, the environment here to be friendly if i uh, li- if i continue to, to live in zaporizhia i would uh, i would um, uh, talk about zaporizhia more but uh, for me kiev is now my city because i uh, started to live uh, here when i moved uh, uh, for education and uh, i i as- associate myself myself with kiev uh, that's why uh, it's uh, the biggest issue for me. Uh, I, I, um, I think that uh, the brain drain is a big problem in Ukraine because we have a lot of talented people here, but uh, almost all of them who can uh, go abroad uh, to live um, comfortable lives. And uh, I want them to stay here and I want to stay here too. So that's it. Thank you. Well, you moved to another topic and it's very important because this podcast too has a lot of focus on understanding why the brain drain happens, why as well great Ukrainians return or stay in Ukraine, maybe to help solve that issue. So to speak about brain drain, why is it so bad? I'm not saying I don't agree. I'm saying specifically like what things will be impacted negatively in Ukraine because of the brain drain? Uh, when uh, uh, smart people want to, to talk with smart people, uh, they want to be in a community of uh, uh, smart people to develop themselves. And uh, uh, smart people want to live among smart people and they uh, try to find them abroad because uh, the community here is uh, smaller for example than uh, in USA if we talk about uh, software engineering for example and also um, and when we lose this uh, smart the smartest people uh, we lose voters uh, who uh, know uh, how how people can achieve better lives here. I like that. And there seems to be a lot of focus for you about life, about a better life, about the quality of life. Why is that important? Yes, you said you want to live the rest of your life in Kiev and you wish it to be the best. But in what way is it that you wish to have like your children be there maybe i don't know or you want to see more empowered women in ukraine or what is the thing 
that seems to be such a focus about a better quality of life and a better future. I understand it. So why is that important? And why didn't you go travel and live abroad and become one of the brain drain where you'll meet a lot of smart people and be one of them? What kept you staying in Kiev? Um, I, I, I can't say that I will not try to go abroad to gain new experience. I'm open for this. I'm young. But at the end of the day, I hope I will return anyway to build something great here in my country. Uh, but uh, um, what I want here to be, I want uh, uh, it to be safe, a safe place. Uh, I want uh, that... Um, uh, when uh, the environment is good enough, uh, all the people benefit from it uh, because um, uh, when uh, the city environment is uh, uh, built uh, in smart in a smart way, uh, the businesses grow uh, here and all the people uh, uh, get more money and uh, the city become uh, um, uh, the, the life in the city become becomes happier for all the people. Uh, people become richer when the city environment is good enough. And what is good environment is when it is uh, safe for the most disabled people. I mean, uh, if the place is good for children, if the place is good for old people, it is good for everyone. Thank you. So when the environment is good for the disabled, the older people, the people who are more vulnerable, then of course it will be better for everyone else, as well as another important thing, the better opportunities, quality of life, money, smart people in Kiev, the better it will be for everyone, which is like they say, a rising tide lifts all boats. So if all of Kiev and Ukraine benefits, every citizen as well will benefit from a better life, correct? Yes, you are totally correct. And to ask you then in another way about another topic. You like yoga and dance, is this correct? Um, <laughs> I uh, like to dance, but I only dance at home. Uh, usually I just uh, go to gym and uh, do usual trainings uh, for my body. Okay. Which activity do you like to do at home or somewhere when you want to forget all problems, relax and feel really alive and refreshed and energized? Uh, what uh, is the most ener energizing for me is talking to people. I uh, like uh, meet my friends uh, most of all. It's really energizing for me. And I also like to meet new people also. Uh, I, that's why I uh, like to go to IT conferences. And uh, now it's not possible uh, because of quarantine. But uh, when the pandemic goes, I, I will continue to attend conferences, to meet new people, to, to talk with them, to, uh, to know something interesting. Meeting new people as well as spending time with your friends. And why is that so important for you? Let's say about meeting new people at conferences when there is no pandemic. 
What is the most enriching and valuable part for you about that? Hmm. Uh, hard to say. I it's just like um, uh, I need uh, something to do for for this, uh, uh, and uh, it's an energizing for me. I I don't really know why I uh, like it so much. Uh, just uh, talking to other people makes me feel alive. Great. Makes you feel alive. And honestly, you have this energy of someone who likes to feel alive and someone who likes to be open and share with others. Well, the first thing that you mention about yourself often is that you're a feminist, at least in your social media and when you wrote a description about yourself for me. What does it mean for you being a feminist? If you were to describe it to someone, the meaning that you believe is a true feminist. And why did you discover that it was an important idea to embody and to care for and to be an activist about? Uh, being a feminist for me is um, choosing a woman when all others characteristics are the same for example I try to go to women doctors um, and uh, I try to choose a woman when uh, all, all other uh, all others are the same um, and I, I I'm always open for women I will not uh, blame that for anything and I will always support other women. But also, being a feminist means that I take care of myself. <laughs> because nobody will take care of uh, you if, uh, except you. Um, it's important to understand for each woman that uh, you have to take care of yourself um, to be happy, uh, to live a healthy life. Thank you. So what I'm hearing, as they say in Latin, ceteris paribus, <laughs> you'll choose a woman, which means all other factors being equal. The deciding variable will be that you will put women first in your choices, as well as remember and recommend for all women to take care of themselves first, whether that is to take care of their health and their body, or to go after their goals because nobody will just give them their goals or take care of them. It is their responsibility and they should have a proactive perspective. Is this correct? Absolutely. Thank you. And you say, oh, you just do a few um, things in the gym, but actually you're one of the most flexible people I've ever seen. You can put like <laughs> your legs behind your head and touch your head uh, from behind and crazy things like that. So is that something you were born with that flexibility <laughs> or did you develop it a lot because you're being so humble saying, oh, I just do a few stretches at home or something, but it's really impressive. Thank you so much. Uh, actually, I uh, um, did gymnastics when I was a kid uh, from six years to 15 and uh, I saved my flexibility. Uh, now I'm 24 
And now I, I just don't do anything for stretching. I just do regular trainings in the gym, but uh, it, it is uh, uh, saved. Great. I want to know more. So let's focus on this. Imagine you can create the ideal world. And as a feminist, you create it in any way you wish. And in Ukraine, you make all the brain drain return and happily have a good life and no more cars. There is like a futuristic, no emission way. Everything is beautiful and perfect and you live life perfectly and the world is at peace and there is no more hunger, no more Corona, no more cancer and nothing. It's perfect. And you will design your perfect day that will make you most happy as Nadia. What would you do in the morning? What would you do in the afternoon? What would you do at night? Where would you be? You don't even have to be in Kiev. You could be in the Carpathians or Odessa or anything like that. Share that idea and vision. Um, I can say that I was in uh, 11 countries, but uh, I can say that uh, it's not uh, important for me to be elsewhere. It's not important for, for me uh, to be somewhere uh, without my close people. So I would uh, like to spend this day, at least uh, dinner, uh, with my close people. But when I uh, wake up, I want uh, to do sports. I want, uh, and I want not to use gadgets at all. I want all my gadgets turned off the whole day. This is my perfect day. Uh, doing uh, sports, having time with my close friends, uh, not only friends, but with my family also. That's it. It is full of talking. It is uh, full of uh, sports and uh, uh, it is and the gadgets are absolutely absent here. There are so many topics we can talk about right now. And to make sure I understood correctly, in a perfect day, at least three elements need to be there. One is no gadgets all day. Second, yeah. you can play sports and enjoy yourself. And third, you have a lot of talking and even dinner with the people who are close to you in your life, including family and close friends. Is this correct? Yes, it is correct. And let's focus on one and I will let your heart choose. If today you could have one of those just as an activity today, which one would your heart be most desiring? Would you desire today to turn off all your gadgets and then have a relaxed day? Or would you like to spend it and have dinner with your close loved ones and family and friends? Or would you have time to just do all the sports you wish and imagine the weather was even better than this so it doesn't have to be oh it's cold i cannot do sports imagine it's spring already which one would your heart like to do in the mood you have today um it's uh, difficult of course in, in the mood to, to uh, i have today i would spend uh, uh, the time without gadgets uh, like uh, like uh, uh, not talking with anyone and uh, uh, not doing anything, just to free time, to free space uh, for future, uh, for future thoughts. 
but uh, usually I would choose people. <laughs> I always choose people. But we will speak about people, nothing. but tell me about gadgets, no gadgets, and freeing up time for thoughts about the future. Can you describe what do gadgets do to a brain of a human or to you? How do they impact you in a way that is not so positive or maybe distract you? And what kinds of thoughts do you think are important, but that people, because they're distracted by gadgets, they don't give space to those thoughts and to that thinking? Can you share more and explain? Because maybe it's very valuable to listeners. Yeah, um, it seems that I can't eliminate uh, using gadgets at all because uh, I'm a software engineer and I want uh, to use Instagram, for example, to post uh, some uh, things, uh, important important things there. But um, uh, sometimes um, it is uh, good uh, to... Um, turn off it because uh, gadgets uh, and uh, surfing the internet uh, develops uh, clip thinking. Uh, it's when you can't concentrate for a long time and uh, you want uh, only short information, short videos or just pictures uh, and then you want a new one, a new one. And uh, it is uh, harmful for our brain um very uh, it's very important to be able to concentrate for a long time for studying for reading the whole book for uh, uh, for viewing the whole long video um, this is uh, the way we develop uh, ourselves uh, the way we learn and do great things i love that uh, one of my favorite books I, is by Nicholas Carr, two R's in the end. It's called The Shallows, What the Internet is Doing to Our Brains. And very, very true. It makes our thinking shallow. I know you said quick thinking, and I agree, but that has a positive <laughs> thing. It means like you think fast, which is not the, the right way to express it, but to have shallow thinking, not deep. And yes, I agree with you. This is a very big problem. And I was even thinking about it that when we do use, use social media a lot, we actually change and train our brain to not do anything deeply. And then students think, oh, I can't study. Why? Or even business people, they say, oh, I can't finish a project or concentrate. Why? Well, it's the same brain that is using social media and being influenced by it. That is the brain trying to be productive. And if you don't give your brain that slow ability to focus and not get those hits of dopamine, then you will not develop to your full potential. And to ask you a bit more, not about this, but about people. And you said close people in your life twice, which means that there is a difference between people or new people, like you mentioned in the conferences, and close people. What does it mean to you that someone is close? And when someone gets close to you or becomes a close people or loved ones that are close, not family, how does that happen? Is it with time that it needs to be someone you spent years knowing to become a close person to you? Or is it 
that you share so many similar ideas and values and that's what makes you close? Or what is your definition and how does that process happen? Is it with time? Is it with uh, memories? Is it with shared ideas? Or just simply with some people you meet them and you suddenly feel a click of chemistry that you know them a long time and you want to know more? Or how does that work for you? No clicks. I need a lot of time. And actually, my uh, close friends, they are not... uh they don't always share my ideas they are different and i value them for that so we just spend so much time together that uh, we understand that we will uh, take care of uh, each other thank you so it's time and even people who can have different ideas than you but you share time together and you support each other correct yeah and tell me about kiev you have traveled to 11 countries and you don't feel the need to leave kiev and we spoke about some negatives like the cars and the brain drain but what do you love about kiev what are your favorite things that make you feel happy to be there um i i like i i I like Kiev, um, because uh, in, despite uh, that um, it is not always so easy, people really like walking and they walk a lot. And uh, I, I uh, really like these walks. Uh, we have uh, some uh, good public spaces in Kiev, uh, for example, new uh, glass bridge, which is uh, which uh, which is always full of people and uh, uh, also I love uh, that uh, people uh, despite that uh, using a bicycle is a little bit dangerous in Kiev they use it and uh, I know uh, my my colleagues uh, they used a bicycle for commuting to work each day uh, even that uh, the distances were really big so I, I like that people, they won't, they won't live in this uh, city. They want to meet new people and they are open. This is what I love here. And also uh, the uh, restaurants uh, in Kiev are, uh, are great. I was in 11 countries and uh, I can say that uh, restaurants in Kiev are really, really good in comparison even to Europe. So, yes, the glass bridge, the restaurants, people walking, even though it might be difficult, or riding bicycles, even when it is dangerous to do so. And that's really wonderful. You, though, as a software engineer, why did you choose that profession? Is it something that you love, or you thought it's a good career? And that's why you're focused on it? Or how was that decision made? It's a long story. First, I started to study as a chemical engineer, but I quit it to become a software engineer. Um, I just decided that it's a better utilizing of my potential in Ukraine. 
Uh, now I understand that um, the decision I, ma- I made in 16 years old, uh, maybe I would become a great uh, chemical engineer also. But uh, at that time, I decided that it, it is better for me to become a software engineer, and I don't, don't regret at all. Um, there is an interesting story about uh, that uh, I quit the university uh, from studying chemistry, and uh, I uh, started to... I passed uh, new exams, and in the middle of uh, entering company, the government prohibited uh, studying uh, the second time for free. My family didn't have money for education, and that's why it was so stressful. Uh, but uh, we organized a group of uh, people with the same problem who quitted the university and wanted to change their specialty but uh, they wanted to study for free and we organized and went to the minister of uh, education and at the end of the day we uh, achieved our goal and uh, i uh, uh, got my uh, second education for free great and did you learn something from that experience and going to the minister of education and getting results that encourages you now to fight for the better quality of environment in Kiev and against brain drain? I mean, did it give you more confidence or more experience or maybe it wasn't at all, but did that make you more of an activist and encourage you to be more involved in the community and in the decisions? It seems to me that uh, I always uh, was like that. From uh, kids' uh, time, I usually didn't uh, accept uh, everything that uh, was given to me. I uh, tried to to, um, to change uh, something that I didn't uh, like. So this is just a nature. Naturally, uh, this experience uh, was natural for me. Thank you. And speaking about feminism. When you decided or chose to become a feminist, what did you notice about women, or I don't know whether all over the world or specifically in Ukraine, that made you think, wow, the situation of Ukrainian women or of women in the world is not optimal and I have to be involved and be passionate and advocate for the rights of women? Actually... When I uh, started to learn about feminism, uh, <laughs> before I wasn't a feminist at all, and I even was uh, that woman who was against fe- against feminism. <laughs> uh, um, so uh, this is what was something new for me. I had a crisis at that time, um, existential crisis, and I tried to find myself what is... Uh, what is meaningful for me. I learned about it and I uh, tried to look um, at uh, some situations in another way. Uh, For example, when I was uh, at school, teachers sometimes um, were able to say that uh, girls don't need math or something like that. Now I started to understand that it's not okay 
and that we uh, shouldn't tolerate such things uh, because uh, actually mm, men uh, small uh, boys and girls they have the same results in, in mass uh, till some age after that they uh, become think of themselves as uh, I'm a go- girl or I'm a boy that's why I uh, should know or shouldn't uh, no mess, and after that, their results became become different. Um, and uh, these um, situations, uh, discriminated situations, are everywhere. You know, don't need to uh, to search for them um, a lot. Uh, for example, it is uh, usually uh, usually people think that. Uh, uh, taking care of babies is a uh, woman uh, women's uh, care, and uh, men they uh, they don't uh, participate a lot in uh, taking care of their children. So this is uh, what is I want to share among at least among women, but I also have uh, friends. I also have a lot of friends among. Uh, men because I'm a software engineer <laughs> and um, uh, they now understand it too and I feel that I do something uh, something important at least my friends will not uh, share this uh, uh, bad um, bad thoughts yes your friends won't share those bad thoughts and you seem to be someone who thinks a lot who has a lot of reflections and ideas about life. So if you were to share a piece of advice from your heart that you think the world needs to hear and the lesson, listeners will benefit from, what would you say? Um, if it's uh, uh, advice uh, for all the people, I would say that um, we should become proactive people and take care of ourselves um, and uh, just do what you can do to make your life better. And I believe that if everyone uh, will start doing something to make their uh, life better, all the humanity will benefit from it. I, I mean, we don't need to wait for somebody, for government, for other people to make something for us. We should be proactive ourselves. Great, because it's similar to the advice you gave earlier to women, that they should go after their goals, take care of themselves, and be proactive. And therefore, now it's for all people. And it's really, really wise and important advice. Mm -hmm. And really, you spoke about Kiev, about the places, the walks, the bicycles, the glass bridge. But since you visited 11 countries, and you expose yourself to various cultures. If you are to describe to foreigners the Ukrainian people, the culture of Ukraine, the potential even of Ukraine, how would you describe it? What would you say? Um, I would uh, describe Ukrainian people as well-educated people. Actually, a very big percentage of uh, Ukrainian people have a high education and uh, 
Yes, they are very high educated people. And also, uh, I think they are uh, Ukrainians uh, like to have guests to host uh, guests. Um, we are friendly in that way. It is um, usual tradition to uh, cook for your guests uh, to um, gather together at homes. This is what Ukrainian people are. Thank you very much, Nadia. And if people want to follow you on social media, and I know we spoke about how it's not such a great thing, but it's also good to connect in these pandemic times, what places, websites, links would be best for them to connect with you and follow you and learn more about your ideas and things you're initiating? Uh, I'm the most active on Instagram. I'm also present on LinkedIn, and uh, I, uh, I I try to use Twitter, but uh, I'm so active there. But I I will I hope I will do uh, more posts there. So these are the channels. Thank you very much, Nadia. It was. Uh... A lot, you know, very unique. And we spoke about topics that we didn't speak about, although in more than 100 interviews. So that was very interesting. I wish you a great, great day. Thank you so much, Aziz. And I really, really appreciate what you do. This is so important for uh, all the Ukrainians. Thank you.